This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities, and where real talk lives. Online at fcbradio.com. FCB. Turn your radio up, come on, show us love. I know you heard all about it's Friday night, 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 Turn your radio up, come on, show us love. I know you heard all about it's Friday night. Uh, a question for the round table, and this is sensitive, and I, I want to—I want everybody to get a chance to chime in on this, if you—if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a strong belief that you know some things that are happening in within the African American or Black or culture can be prevented, and and what I mean by that is. I think there's a policing of our communities that we need to start with. And, and I'm saying that by, I know when I was, uh, I was teaching in the schools, uh, black and brown kids, a lot of them were unfamiliar with interacting with police. Mm-hmm. A lot of our culture, we do things differently. Like I, I had a couple of kids that were play boxing, mm-hmm. but to someone else outside of the culture, mm-hmm. it, it may look like they're fighting or, you know, you, you might take it wherever you take it if you're outside of the culture. Is there, is, is there room for us to police ourselves and, and where should that policing start? Hmm. Mm. Anybody can jump in. That's kind of, Pastor, you might have to get on that. <laughs> I'm too radical. <laughs> I'm too radical. Huh? Is is the is there a need for it? Let's start there. Is there a need for us to police our community? And I think every community has an obligation, and this doesn't just go for the African American community, but every community has the obligation to try to, to some degree, police their community because mm-hmm. when there is no authority uh, when there is none of the policing of that then you have chaos Mm -hmm. in that community Um, so absolutely um, but we live there are so see a lot of things that go on in the African American community is systemic so it's not just one thing It's, it's a number of things uh, when you look at specifically, um, let's say your large urban communities mm-hmm. where you have a lot of people who are living crammed together yes. in a small area, that causes a problem. Yes. Then when in that community, the economic resources, the jobs aren't there. That causes additional problems. Then when you have school systems that don't have the same type of uh, doing the same type of educational things or have the resources that you have in some of your suburbs, that causes another problem. Uh, so it's not just one thing. It's a culmination of a few things. And then when in African-American communities, and as I said before, when uh, 80% of African-Americans are, are housed in 
in these institutions and uh, these are incarcerated, mm-hmm. or, or they're the or eighty percent of their population are African Americans or people uh, of color. Yes. Now you're talking about a whole segment of men who are no longer in their families who are watching and leading and guiding in the growing up of their children, that causes another problem. Then when you have kids who don't have fathers in their lives, you produce kids, a lot of male kids who have anger issues and a lot of female uh, young uh, kids who have this thing that they call a father hunger and who will wind up... um, getting involved as they get older in dysfunctional relationships and staying in them because mm. they are hungering for a man in their life for missing that father who was in this. So I'm just saying it's not just one thing, the policing in and of itself. There are so many issues on top of issues on top of issues uh, that uh, are pertinent to our community that causes a lot of these problems that we have in our community where would you start though what 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 point and i i agree there's a lot of things that we need to to get in front of um but where would you start getting in front of these situations what what point would you start i think it always always starts with god yes sir i think it always starts with um setting the family up in a situation where the family is following God. Mm-hmm. Um, because even in the midst of everything that's going on, God has the ability to bring us through and bring us over a lot of the things um, in, our, in, in our lives that stand in the way that become stumbling blocks, that become um, distractions that become detours. God has a way of of bringing us through. Uh, but if we don't rely on him, if we don't depend upon him, if we don't seek him, and if we don't put him first, then oftentimes we don't have the access that we need from him to do the things that will rise us over you know i was talking to one of our members the other day and we were talking about how african americans were brought over to this country and they had to go through the middle passage mm-hmm. and they had to go through slavery and they had to go through jim crow and and then the the civil rights movement and all of that and and the focus oftentimes we failed that we focus on or what we failed to focus on that even through the midst of all of those things it was god that brought us through it was god that brought us through the middle passage it was God that brought us through and out of slavery. It was God that brought us through Jim Crow. And it was God that brought us uh, into that civil rights era. And now what I often hear and what I often see and what's such a heartbreaking things is African-Americans who for the longest depended on God and prayed to God and sang songs about God in the midst of their troubled times have now in many cases have walked away from God. This is the Ronnie Knight Show. Make sure you check me out on iHeartRadio and hit me up on Twitter at Ronnie Knight Show. Um, This is an FCB Network show. Uh, Quick question. The God that we speak of, that we know, Mm -hmm. um, millennials have statistically Mm -hmm. moved away from the church Mm -hmm. 
And many of them believe that God is a relic. <laughs> they, they, the, the, they see, they're looking at videos, they're looking at the media showing uh, so many different images of people that are wealthy that are not speaking of God highly to like here here's a guy like me that's making a decent living but I you know I'm not driving a Bentley and I'm saying hey man you you know you need to give your life to Christ how how do how do we begin to to close that gap I mean and minister to this generation is a very very lost generation and I'm and I'm not saying that I'm saying at large but not all obviously hmm I think I, I believe from the bottom of my heart that everybody is born with a sense that there is a God. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that. Um, there's the old, and even though millennials and many people, there are mm-hmm. there are um, people who the baby boomers have fallen yeah. away from God. Uh, yeah. Gen X's and all of these. Um, but you you notice something I, I heard a long time ago, and um, Brother Nelly, someone said to me, "There's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole." He said, "When when when the, when the bullets are flying over your head, <laughs> when the when bombs are exploding and body parts are falling in yes, in the foxhole with mm-hmm. you, all of a sudden, ain't no atheist then." <laughs> And, and and I have seen I have seen in my own personal lives where I've had people who said up and down that they didn't believe in God and they, and and then something tragic happens and when they start crying the first thing they say you know what they say Lord have mercy Oh God Oh God, oh God. the same God that they didn't believe in but that was the first person they cried out to that's why I believe there's a sense in every one of us that that there's something. In our spirit that believes, that knows um, that that um, God exists. Now, I just think that we are as and as as Brother Nelly said, that the Bible has uh, prophesied that there's going to be people who are falling away Mm -hmm. from God, people Mm -hmm. who are falling away from anything that has to do with God. Mm -hmm. Um, This this world in which we live in is going to get worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. um, until uh, the return of our Lord That's and right. Savior when he, um, I call him the great equalizer. <laughs> when he's the great equalizer. Yes. When he comes back to pass judgment uh, yeah. on those who didn't believe in him and reward those who do it. Uh, I think that what we can do as what I can do as a pastor, what the church, the body of Christ can do and what all believers can do is their very best to try and um, expose the world to the true and living God and what he has for us through his son, Jesus Christ. Yes. And I, I believe also, too, just like you said, there's. There's something in every one of us. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you read the Word of God, mm-hmm. the Word of God tell you what's going on. He says He's long suffering towards us, 
not willing that any should perish that all should come to repentance. Yes. And then I love like in Hebrews 13 verses 20 through 21, it says, Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of sheep through the blood of everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well pleasing in his sight. So come on now. You know, everybody got a little something. Like you said, I, I know a heathen. I, I, I heard a heathen the other day. Something happened in his life. He said the same thing. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. You know, they might not call Jesus directly, but they'll say, oh, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, Lord. And, yeah. and, and, and Paul talks about, you know, there is so much in nature that there is no excuse for you mm. not to. To believe that there is a God. When mm. I see that grass, when I'm looking out your window and I see the grass, when I see the trees, yes. when I see the blue sky, when I see that, that squirrel running across the street, yes. uh, there, there is enough in nature for me to believe that somebody greater than all mm. mankind had to create all of this. Yes. Yes. Somebody put it there. It wasn't you. I remember one of your sermons, you was talking about how a, a black and white cow can eat green grass and produce white meat. <laughs> and yellow butter. And yellow butter. Yeah. Okay. I always like to end in the show on a high note and ask a would you rather question. Okay. <laughs> okay. Before we get into that, once again, this is the Ronnie Knight Show. Hit me up on all social media platforms at Ronnie Knight Show. Uh, my guests are Nellie Baltimore from Grown Folks Jazz and Pastor Walter Ratcliffe from uh, uh, Good Shepherd Baptist Church. Yes. Can you give your information out again before we get out of here? And then I'll ask her, would you rather? Yes. Uh, once again, you can hear GFJ Grown Folks Jazz. I am Nellie Baltimore. You can go to WRSR10.com and tune in and listen to some good jazz. And you also can hit me up on chosen the number one WRSR gmail.com. All right. And I'm Pastor Walter Ratcliffe Good Shepherd Baptist Church. Uh, we live stream on Facebook and on YouTube. And we can be seen at GSBC uh, 216, GSBC 216. And our website, which I didn't give earlier, is. Uh, uh, gsbcministry.org gsbcministry.org and that's the Good Shepherd Baptist Church alright um, okay here's a question for you both and either one of you can jump right in would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue. Well, I would rather have the golden <laughs> voice because you know what the golden rule is, don't you? What's that? He who has the gold make the rule. Faster. <laughs> 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 I thought he was going to use that other golden rule that says, "Do unto others as you have done He went a whole different direction. Oh, he sure did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Golden voice is silver tongue. I guess I'm having, I guess the problem I'm having answering that question <laughs> is trying to determine what's the difference between the two. I guess the gold, <laughs> golden voice is that you're a great singer and a silver tongue is uh, you're just a smooth talker. 
uh, Nelly uh, Baltimore, you notice how I, I just took over Ronnie Knight's show. It sounds sound like he already has a silver tongue. <laughs> See how I just took over Ronnie Knight's show. I, I just took the, the, the role of the... <laughs> he took the question role. I just took the question role. All right, I'm not at for a dollar. <laughs> this is the Ronnie Knight show. We got to have you both back. Uh, there's so many more uh, questions um, that that need that need answers to, and I appreciate you both coming out just to hang out with. Thanks for having me. Bless you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. God all right. You. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time on the Ronnie Knight Show. The FCB Radio Network. First Class Broadcasting Worldwide.